Welcome to Yoga Chit Chat. I'm Phoebe Schiff, yoga teacher, kapha dosha in Ayurveda, and generator in human design. And I'm Karak Morinaga, Anusara certified yoga teacher, tantric philosophy explorer, and Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Every week, we meet virtually for an informal discussion on a common yoga principle, teaching, or theme. This week's Sanskrit word is adhikara, which loosely translates into studentship. This is such an important topic in yoga. In yoga, we have yoga teachers and we have yoga students. In my opinion, we're all yoga students. I'm not only a yoga teacher, but I'm a yoga student for life. And I'm constantly learning and growing and expanding. My studentship will never end. I love being a yoga student. I actually was not a very good student in school. I did okay. Like I could get decent grades, but I was a terrible student in high school and in college. I didn't like taking notes. I didn't like going to class. I didn't like listening. The thing that maybe I was okay at was taking tests. So I knew how to take a test and get by and graduate, but I feel like I didn't learn as much as I could have. I didn't even grow as much as I could have if I had really applied myself. When I get to yoga, I'm completely different when it comes to yoga. From day one, yoga was something that I really enjoyed and I became passionate about very quickly. I wanted to be a good student. My studentship as far as yoga is very high, even though my studentship as being in school was maybe a lot less. We all are students of different disciplines in life. As yoga students, there are these particular metrics that qualify us as good yoga students. And then there are qualities and metrics that help us determine whether we're good students in school or good students of, of other things. So what are some of the main metrics and qualifications of being a good yoga student? Because it sounds like you're a great yoga student. I don't know if I have specific measures of studentship for myself or even my students. I think the measure really is personal growth and a feeling inside that you're doing your best, etc. So I don't measure my students based on how well can you do a handstand or how well can you do triangle pose? Oh, your triangle pose is a C minus. You know, it's not like that. The measure of studentship is not as clearly defined as that. I certainly have students who I think of as good students and and other students who I think could improve their studentship. And it really comes back to more qualities than things that I can maybe objectively measure. Before we really dive into what makes a good student, I think that a big point of clarification is that in yoga, we're students, and really when you get right down to it, we're students of ourselves. Students study something. What do you study in yoga? Yes, you might study yoga poses, and you might study how to breathe, and you might study meditation, 
and even philosophy and all the things that we chit chat about every week. But ultimately, yoga is the practice of being a student of oneself. The main subject that you're studying is you. Swadaya in Sanskrit, it means self-study. That to me is what yoga studentship is about. It's about studying oneself. A good student is someone who's willing to take a good hard look at themselves, to turn inside and see who they really are at the core, not just seeing the externals, not just looking at themselves superficially. And this is not an easy thing to do. Many people don't like to look inside because they don't like what they see. They just want to look pretty and be happy on the outside because when they turn inside, there's often some darkness in there and there are shadows and things that we want to hide that are deep inside of us. Being willing to take a deep dive and look inside and to really get to know yourself, I think is one of the first hallmarks of a good student. A student who is just interested in the superficial, looking good, appearing well, keeping up appearances and projecting an image of being a good student, that to me is not the good student. The good student is someone who is truthful about who they are inside and is willing to work on who they are inside, no matter where they are in their journey. They, there's always room to expand, to improve. I love that. I love this idea of, of yoga being studentship of the self because how many other places or aspects of our life encourage us to really look at ourselves? Not that many. What struck me as you were talking was that I think I move in and out of being a good student during class. I think in certain moments I'll be in a pose and I'll be really confronting the fact that, I don't know, my hips feel asymmetrical and it's probably because I've been sitting for too long and I'll be having this like really direct confrontation with some darkness. And then I'll notice something and I'll look over and be completely absorbed in the person next to me doing the pose in a certain way. And so I think it's important to note that we can move in and out of Adhikara just throughout the sequence of a class and that the practice is to simply be able to observe when you've strayed from being a good student and you've become absorbed in what someone else is doing or you are doing a pose just because it looks good, even though it's definitely starting to tear something. So we, we practice this studentship of the self, knowing that we are sometimes in the course of a class going to be kind of a bad student too. That is such a good clarification, Phoebe. I didn't mean to brag that I'm like the best yoga student ever. (laughs) I certainly have times where I get lazy about my studentship or I take a few steps back and I can be a bad student. I think that I'll dive into what I think is one of the first qualities of a good student. I think good students have a, a desire and a passion to study themselves, to study yoga, 
to improve themselves and get better. And that's what I mean by my level of studentship is high. Like I want those things. I seek those things. I seek to keep an open mind to continue to study yoga and take a look inside and not that I'm great at it, but I, I want to keep doing that. I want to continue to further my studentship. I want to continue to practice my studentship. One of the first qualities that I look for in good students is I'm looking for students who really want to do it and they're, they're really passionate about their practice and improving themselves. By the way, you can still come to my class. If someone forced you to come to my class, you're still welcome. And I still love you. I still want you to have a good time in my class. But the level of studentship is different if someone twisted your arm to come to my class or you're just coming to my class because your significant other is dragging you to my class or there's some other forced reason. The best students, in my opinion, are the ones who they're there out of their own choice and free will, out of their own desire and passion for the practice. Do you have students or can you remember students who you've maybe just sort of intuitively known have been intuitively or actually known have been forced to come take your class? Sure. Yeah. Yes. My significant other dragged me to the class. That that (laughs) happens sometimes. Uh, Sometimes I'll have a longtime student who loves the practice and they want to introduce their friend or loved one to the practice, their family member, and they drag them to class. And they, sometimes they enjoy it, they love it, and they start becoming great students. Sometimes they don't like it so much. A lot of times I'll hear teachers say that yoga is for everyone. I don't necessarily believe that. I think that yoga is for people who want to do yoga, for people who have a desire to look inside and and study themselves. And when I say study themselves, it could be physically, mentally, or emotionally. It It doesn't have to be something super esoteric and philosophical. Studying yourself might be learning how to open up your hamstrings or learning how to get your shoulders back so that your back feels better. That can be a self study too. And as long as you're there and you, you want to do those things, then you're in the right place. That's a really great point of clarification too. It sounds really simple that to be a good student, you should want to be there. I mean, that's, it's important and it's not always the case. There's a lot of people who sometimes go to yoga classes because it's checking a box. It's going because a friend or another person has told them. And even, you know, to be honest, in my first couple of years of being a teacher, I, I thought yoga was for everyone. And I told everyone that yoga was for everyone and a big evolution in my personal understanding of yoga is that in order for someone to be a really good student, they really do have to want to be there out of their own volition, not because I told them. And this is after dragging a lot of people to yoga somewhat unwillingly. But I do think that's important because it's it as a teacher, it's very easy to pick up on it. I think I've had the same experience of having significant others in class and my student will be loving it and the significant other will be looking at like, I'm insane. And that's what, it just represents a different phase of studentship, I think. I also like that you pointed out that it's 
even beyond just out of their own volition, it has to be out of a desire to do it, not to check off a box or because you think it you have to, or because your doctor told you to, or any other sort of external reason, the desire has to come from within to want to change your body, shift your mind, open up your emotions or whatever your reason is. It has to come from a personal desire to change. And if, if it's some other reason, some other external reason, then again, you can still be a yoga student, but I think that the best students are going to have a, a passion and a desire to be on this path and to stay on the path. And for your sake as a student, even if you're referred to yoga by your significant other or by a doctor or by some external force, before you sign up just because someone else told you, I do think it's important and it will make a difference in your experience if you take that moment to kind of connect and ask, why am I doing this? And to get on board with it yourself. Because with yoga and really anything you do, if you're doing it just to satisfy someone else, you really miss out on the experience of doing something for yourself. And I think that's an important and very subtle thing that often I check myself when I'm practicing yoga or or really doing a lot of different things. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this for someone else? Am I doing this to check off the box? Or am I really doing this out of my conscious desire to be here? So what I'm hearing is it comes down to intention, knowing why you're doing it. And that to me is how I was describing it was just desire. And that's probably if you, if you forced me to say like, what is the most important thing I would choose that. So is that your number one, or do you have a quality of studentship that you would put above desire or intention? That's a good question. I think desire and intention I think they're the most important because those are the two things that no one can teach you. As a yoga teacher, I can teach you how to get into poses. I can teach you how to breathe. I can teach you all these different things. I can't teach you to want to be there. And that's where I've learned that yoga student and teacher have to meet in the middle in some ways. So the the student's part is the desire and the willingness to be there. And then the the teacher's part is is meeting them halfway and, and offering the class. So yes, I would say the desire and intention are the most important qualities of, of a student because ultimately those are the things that get you in the door and on your mat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's number two for you? Oh, Well, I'm going to refer to there. So there are these five attributes of of studentship that correspond with the elements. And it starts with the most dense element, which I think I would say is the next most important from my personal opinion. And the most dense element is the earth element. And the earth element represents being steadfast it represents longevity. It represents patience. And my, my own personal interpretation of earth element is really letting go from the outcome and being very grounded in just showing up every day. Because particularly in a time when the idea of 
life hacking and growth hacking, both of which are things I love to talk about <laughs> in, in certain instances. I think that a good student isn't at yoga to life hack or growth hack. They, a, a good student is there for the long game because they have decided to integrate yoga into a hopefully daily or weekly or monthly, if that's all you can do, practice and to, and to really make it a ritual and a part of your life. And that to me is the next important one because again, if you're just doing it to check off a box or you're doing it in pursuit of a particular pose or outcome, you really miss out on some of the most integral lessons of yoga. What is your next most important quality of a good student? pretty much the same. I would say the the second quality that I look for in a student is really discipline, which is very much what you were describing, just consistency and showing up every day, being disciplined in choosing to do the practice over watching Netflix, turning off Netflix, turning off Stranger Things 3 so that you can go and do yoga. That takes some discipline sometimes. Discipline, it also means to me going along with just showing up is also following directions, listening and paying attention to the teacher and really engaging. So if you're coming to my yoga class, it's not a class where you can just roll out your mat and kind of do whatever you want or half-ass the poses, take it easy. I'm there to offer a very specific class sequence poses experience. And I expect my students to be disciplined, to have the discipline to listen, to give me their full attention, engage their muscles in a way that supports them and keeps them safe. And they're following directions to the best of their ability. And if they do those things, show up, work hard, pay attention, follow directions, then they're going to have their best chance at being successful in the poses, at opening up their bodies and really experiencing these moments of self-discovery and self-study and learning who they are and how to grow and expand from the inside out. In the elements that you were talking about, I think we go from the space element, which is the most expansive element. The space element is the desire out of kind of out of nothing, you have this desire to, to do yoga and to study yourself. The space element is the open mind. So it's being open to the possibilities and to the practice, what it has to offer. And then we go from the space element uh, as our first characteristic. And then we go to the most dense element. It sort of follows the Anusara principles of alignment. You go from open to grace the, the most expansive principle. And then we immediately go to muscular energy and we contract and we discipline ourselves and we're consistent with our effort. So it goes from being very expansive and then we contract into, into discipline, that earth element. So then in between space and earth, we have three other elements. We have air, I guess this would be descending. We have air, fire, and water. And air, the, my biggest takeaway from thinking about air was thinking of air as intellectual dexterity. So being able to 
be open to new approaches to poses, to poses maybe that you've never done before. I kind of think of it as emptying the container of your expectations for how to get into a pose because there have been times when I've been in a class and I've gotten into a pose the same way hundreds of times. And then a teacher has offered a different entryway into the pose. And if I was stuck in my ways, then I would somehow think that it was wrong or I would let muscle memory take over. But so this air element is about a certain flexibility and intellectual dexterity and how you receive instructions and, and going with that and seeing what that offers you. From there, we descend down into fire. Um, And fire to me is really, it's transformation. It's being willing to run into the fire without exactly knowing how you're going to come out. But it's as important to also kind of illuminate the darkness within and also burn away some of the impurities that surface. And then from there, we descend down into water. And water is about being very fluid and accommodating and reflective in your practice. And so from space to earth, we span the five elements. And these are some of the the things that contribute to being a good student. Which of these elements speaks to you the most? I hadn't contextualized my qualities of studentship to the elements, although that is something very common that we do in Anusara Yoga. I just forgot about that. I did contextualize them a little bit with the universal principles of alignment, and I didn't even intend to really talk about that with you in our chit-chat. It's just how I organize things in my notes. The next quality that I had... I guess you would probably relate to the water quality is this ability to be fluid and not be stuck in our ways. So water is mobile and it's free without a container. It just kind of goes everywhere. It splashes everywhere. One of the qualities that I had for studentship is curiosity. I think it's important for students to admit uncertainty and just be able to tune into very subtle explorations that allow them to be curious and not think that they're coming in knowing everything or knowing that they're the only ones who know how things work inside or out. That to me is the water element, this ability to be a little bit more fluid with our thoughts, being able to accept or accommodate different teachings So the water element, in addition to being unstable and moving, the water element also is accommodating in that if you put something into a body of water, the water just accepts it. So you throw a chair into a swimming pool, the swimming pool just takes the chair into the pool or the person or whatever you're throwing into the pool. Thank you for clarifying when that. When I throw you into the pool, Phoebe, the water <laughs> will take you in. It will not reject you. For being a bad student, I, I'll probably deserve it. <laughs> open to you. The next quality of studentship is just the ability then to refine, to take in the teaching, be okay with the uncertainty, and then refine our thoughts to make a subtle shift to change. 
that would be the fire element to me is the element of refinement. Fire can burn away impurities. Fire can change the state of whatever it's burning from one property to another. So you heat up water and it changes its state from a liquid to a gas, or you heat up ice and it changes its state from ice to the liquid. You heat food and it changes the state of the food from inedible to edible. Whatever you heat refines or changes the properties of that substance. So when we add fire to ourselves, we can, we refine ourselves and we change ourselves. We change our own properties. I think that good students just have to try really hard. They have to take what they've learned and then apply it and be open to the change. And then my last element of studentship would be the air element that you mentioned. So the air element is very expansive and open. I would connect the air element to dedication and commitment. And I think that good students give their best. They put in the work to expand and to grow. They're dedicated to the practice. They're being full. Purnatva is our word for fullness. So everything that they do, the air element expands to take up all of the space that it can. So you have the air in a room. It's not like the air congregates in one corner of the room. The air expands into the whole room. It's very full. And that dedication means that we're doing our best. We're looking for the big picture. We're committed to the practice and we're just taking up as much new space as we can. And that to me is that last big quality that I I look for in good yoga students. I love it. We clearly interpreted the elements in somewhat different ways. And this leads me to something I want to mention, which is the difference between these qualities being prescriptive versus descriptive. So what I mean by that is we can go to a yoga class after maybe having a very earthy day. We maybe got all of our tasks done and were consistent and steadfast. And maybe because we've been so earthy during the day, we want to go to yoga class to get some fire into our experience. And that's where these elements become practical in in thinking about your practice. Maybe we've had a a very airy day and we've been, you know, twinkling around without a ton of planning or anything. And then we go to yoga to kind of prescribe ourselves more earth element, which is more grounding. And so I, I love these elements as as ways of describing how we're feeling, but also prescribing maybe what we're missing. Yes, I love the clarification that it's prescriptive, not descriptive. So even as I'm, I think I said throughout the chat that these are things that I look for in a good student, but maybe that's not exactly the right way to frame it. It doesn't mean that you maybe don't focus on these things. It doesn't mean that you're not a good student, but if you want to be the best yoga student possible, I think that these things can help. And this is what I would prescribe to new students who want to increase their studentship. Do these things, 
have a desire and a passion for the practice, be disciplined, be curious, refine and do your best, and then be dedicated and expand. These are things that if you do these things, your studentship will increase, your studentship will be very high. It's not about measuring to me. I'm, I'm not going around the yoga class with a checklist and checking off who has this element and who has that element. It's not like that. It's like who could potentially use more of this element as you were talking about to take a deeper dive and see themselves, to know themselves better. And that's really the ultimate goal. What do you need to know yourself better, to study yourself better? Because yoga studentship is all about studying you, not really anything or any one else. It's, it's really about knowing yourself. And where it becomes more refined is reaching a level of studentship where you can be going to the same class and know and understand that you need something different out of the class today than maybe you did yesterday. So I might go to your class and think, oh, today I need some sort of self-reflection, fluid, motion, water element, whereas today I need some, some just space, some openness and humility to whatever you offer. And this is where studentship helps us understand what we need on our mats and then also in our lives. It helps us start to tune into ourselves, tune into that self-study, Swadaya, and and understand what we need out of our days. And each day we wake up needing something a little bit different and being able to tune into to that intuitive sense then turns us into being a good student of ourselves and a good student of life and, and helps us make choices that allow us to feel more joy and consciousness in our days. And that's ultimately what it's all about. We're, we're being good students, not just to be a good student, but we're being good students. So we get the most out of the yoga practice we're being good students so that we, we learn and grow more efficiently and effectively. And we maximize our time on and off of the mat. We maximize our time in this lifetime. Another definition I read of Adi Kara that I really liked was competent readiness. I liked that because it implies a certain level of preparation So it's the difference between the yoga student who, and no judgment of either one, just the difference, but the the student who has torn into the studio right from work, thrown money in the parking meter, changed really quickly and come into class a couple minutes late versus the student who got there 20 minutes early to meditate beforehand and put their things away, say hello to everyone, get their water and so good studentship to me indicates the, the qualities of the latter, the student who's taken some time to really consciously prepare for the practice. And again, every day is different. I've been both of those people. And <laughs> so I, I also think that studentship implies a readiness to learn on and off our mats. May we continue to be better and better students. I love being a student 
on my mat. And also during these chats, I, I learn so much while we talk. It helps me really expand my understanding of these concepts. And, and so this is one of my favorite practices as a student. Me too. I love learning. I love learning from you. I would love to learn from our listeners as well. So if you have thoughts or feelings on anything that we talk about um, in this podcast or others, we'd love to hear from you. If you feel like we maybe even missed an important quality of studentship, I, I would love to hear that too. So this is not, again, meant to be a definitive end-all, be-all definition of studentship. This is just the way that Phoebe and I like to think of studentship and how we help to cultivate studentship in our yoga classes. You might have other thoughts, and we'd be really interested to hear some of those thoughts. Yeah, the space element, like we said, is all about openness and humility, and we would be open and humbled to receive your thoughts over Instagram. Our handle is at yoga.chit.chat, and our website is www.yogachitchat.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.